Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, May 29th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Sony will show PlayStation 5 games next week. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie is getting a sequel. Hideo Kojima is working on his next project. And Cyberpunk 2077 is on track. And CD Projekt Red will be sharing hands-on with the game soon. Sony will showcase PlayStation 5 games next week. The rumored June PlayStation 5 event will take place next week. It will happen on Thursday, June 4th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And here's what Sony Interactive Entertainment president and CEO Jim Ryan wrote about it on the PlayStation blog. We've shared technical specifications and shown you the new DualSense wireless controller, but what is a launch without games? That's why I'm excited to share that we will soon give you a first look at the games you'll be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. The games coming to PS5 represent the best in the industry from innovative studios that span the globe. Studios both larger and smaller, those newer and those more established, all have been hard at work developing games that will showcase the potential of the hardware. The digital showcase will run for a bit more than an hour, and for the first time, we will all be together virtually experiencing the excitement together. A lack of physical events has given us an amazing opportunity to think differently and bring you on this journey with us, and hopefully closer than ever before. This is part of our series of PS5 updates, and rest assured, after next week's showcase, we will have much more to share with you. With this update, I now retract my previous prediction that we will see the hardware With everything that Jim Ryan is writing here, it seems the presentation will be focusing on games more or less exclusively. I don't think we will see price or what the system looks like, but, you know, I would love to be wrong. The focus on games is very exciting. I have my fingers crossed for Horizon Zero Dawn 2, maybe a God of War 2 tease, maybe Resident Evil 8. I have very little confidence for those latter predictions, but Horizon Zero Dawn 2 does seem pretty likely. The timing works out in Guerrilla Games has proven in the past that it can deliver on new hardware. It's still kind of mind-blowing that Killzone Shadowfall was a PS4 launch title. A Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie is on the way from the same director and writers. Variety's Justin Crow published a story yesterday confirming that the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is getting a part two. Kroll wrote... Paramount Pictures and Sega Sammy confirmed on Thursday that they have commenced development on a sequel to the live-action, family-friendly comedy. The sequel would reteam the filmmakers with Jeff Fowler directing and Pat Casey and Josh Miller writing the script. That's about all the details there are right now. The movie's IMDb page only lists the director and writer, but Ben Schwartz, who voiced Sonic in the movie, and you know, someone I would personally like to be friends with, shared the Hollywood Reporter story about the movie sequel with a peace sign emoji. 
His participation has not been confirmed, but it would be pretty crazy if he wasn't involved. No word on Jim Carrey's participation, but like Schwartz, I would be really surprised if he didn't reprise his role as Dr. Robotnik. This is not a comment on either film's relative quality. I think they're both fun movies, but it kind of blows my mind that Sonic is getting a sequel before Detective Pikachu. I think I probably preferred Detective Pikachu a little more than the Sonic movie, but Sonic's track record over the last 15 years or so in the game space has just been awful, bordering on embarrassing. In a Sonic versus Pokemon live-action movie face-off, seeing Sonic arguably come out on top is something I never could have predicted. I'm happy for all those involved, and I am totally up for watching a sequel. I especially hope that with a sequel, they can approach it with a little more confidence and hopefully not have to have Zillow and Olive Garden ads integrated into the movie. Also, I hope the various teases in the end of the first film lead to some fun stuff. Honestly, the less time spent on Earth, the better. Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, is currently sitting at a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hideo Kojima says Death Stranding performed well and he has begun work on the next project. Hideo Kojima is, hopefully, resting after the release of Death Stranding, a game that somehow managed to predict a future not too different from our current era, where we have to limit outdoor travel, talk to people through online video chat, and rely on the bravery of postal workers and delivery people to acquire necessary supplies. But it sounds like, in a small way at least, he has begun work on his next project. These details come from an interview from the Japanese site news.livedoor.com, where Kojima talked about how the game has been a success. He talked a tiny little bit about what's next, and he also touched on the Silent Hills rumors. User Orzkare from the online message board Resetera offered some translations. Regarding Death Stranding sales, Kojima said, It exceeded the profitable line at all, so I can say success, including the collecting of development costs. We'll be releasing the PC version as well. Don't worry, we have enough profit to be ready for the next title. In terms of what's next, Kojima said, I can't talk because it's still in the planning stage, but I am working under the surface. Just recently, a big project fell through and it gets in my hair. Well, as is often the case in this industry. I'm not sure what getting my hair means exactly. This is a translation, but it might be a Japanese turn of phrase that I'm just not familiar with. Using Google Translate, which is admittedly unreliable, it returns, just recently a big project has become unpopular and it's a bit stuffy. So that doesn't really clear things up, but I don't know. LiveDoor also asked Kojima about rumors surrounding Silent Hill PT and A new one that I had not heard about, which was his company apparently attempting to purchase the Metal Gear Solid rights. And he said, oh, it's only a false rumor. At least I have never listened at all. When it comes to Kojima, that honestly neither confirms or denies the veracity. But I am thinking those rumors were all totally unfounded. As great as it would be to see Kojima return to Metal Gear or pick up where he left off with Silent Hills, I really doubt that is happening. Death Stranding is definitely a game that has stuck with me since finishing it. I'm not particularly eager to return to it or replay it, but I think about the story and its world a lot, especially in this pandemic age.
CD Projekt Red is teasing cyberpunk details for June and says it is finishing up development. CD Projekt Red, the studio behind the Witcher series and the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077, released some financial documents recently that shed some light on its future and offered some interesting teases. In a presentation of slides titled CD Projekt Group Q1 2020 Earnings, CD Projekt shared details about recently released games and revenues, but the most interesting tidbit were a pair of slides that said Night City Wire, June 11th, which is something we knew about, but another that said simply, hands-on, June 2020. It's not entirely clear what that means, but I think it's safe to assume that a playable demo of the game will be available at some capacity. I don't think it will be a publicly available demo or anything like that, but I bet something will be made available to journalists, so we will finally be able to read about people actually playing the game, which is, which is cool. In a separate CD Projekt financial document, excitingly titled, Condensed Interim Consolidated Financial Statement of the CD Projekt Group for the Period Between 1 January and 31 March 2020, there is an arguably more exciting detail that reads, In the first quarter of 2020, the group's fixed assets were mainly influenced by the reported increase in the aggregate expenditures on development projects which concern development of new video games and technologies, subsequently depreciated over time. And here's the exciting part. This increase is mainly due to ongoing development of Cyberpunk 2077, which has entered its final, most intensive pre-release development phase. And then that was reiterated again later in the document where it said, CD Projekt Red is carrying out with the final stage of development of its most expansive RPG to date, Cyberpunk 2077. The game features a vibrant, high-tech open world where players assume the role of V, a cyberpunk who has recently migrated to the most dangerous metropolis of the future, Night City. Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay follows the rules of the Cyberpunk 2020 RPG system created by Mike Pondsmith. The exciting news to me, if this is to be believed, and I don't think CD Projekt would lie about it in financial documents, is that the studio has adapted to new at-home work conditions well, and the game appears to be totally on track for its intended September 17th release. Here's what's out today. It's a big day for old games. The biggest release today, arguably, is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for Switch. This is Xenoblade Chronicles' third release. The game originally released in Japan in 2010 for the Wii, and was localized for Europe and Australia about a year later, but was never planned for release in North America until JRPG fans loudly requested its release, and it finally did so in 2012. It was later ported to 3DS in 2015 and was one of the few new 3DS-exclusive games. It would not run on a standard 3DS. Today's release is a sort of remake of the game. The game hasn't been rebuilt from the ground up, as far as I know, but instead developer Monolith Soft overhauled the main character models, made other visual improvements, they remastered the music, and made a bunch of other quality of life improvements to the game's UI and controls. There is also an epilogue that takes place about a year after the events of the main story that you can thankfully skip to if you've already played the game. I may have mistakenly said in the past that you had to play the whole game to play the epilogue, which is incorrect. I played about the first 10 hours of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but it ultimately didn't grab me. 
I also brought Xenoblade Chronicles 3DS with me on a flight once, with the idea that being locked in an airplane would force me to play. My plan worked, and I played about the first three to five hours of the game, but again, it didn't really engage me in a big way. Despite all that, I kind of want to give it another shot, which I know is silly, but who knows? Maybe this will be the time I finally get excited about the world and the story. Borderlands Legendary Collection is out for Switch today, which gathers Borderlands 1, 2, and the pre-sequel into one package. I really got into the original Borderlands in a big way. Played and beat the game, played all the DLC. Borderlands 2 came out around the time my kid was born, and it turns out newborns take up a lot of time, so I never really got into Borderlands 2, and then I kind of felt like I had fallen off the bandwagon, so I skipped the pre-sequel, and I also skipped 3. So, for that reason, I kind of want to grab this and pick up where I left off. I really like the idea of Borderlands on a handheld, and desperately tried to like the Vita version of Borderlands 2, but that port was just rough. It's one I might try to convince my wife to play with me. We'll see. Bioshock The Collection is also out today on Switch, which collects Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite all into one package, along with all the DLC, which to me is the most attractive element. I really like the Bioshock games, but I skipped pretty much all the DLC. I hear Bioshock 2's Minerva's Den DLC is really fantastic and was a real predecessor to Gone Home as the DLC was developed by folks who later went on to found the studio Fulbright, you know, the studio behind Gone Home and Tacoma. And then Bioshock Infinite's Burial at Sea DLC, by most accounts, basically sounds like a Bioshock Infinite sequel. So I should really play it. XCOM 2 Collection is also out today on Switch, which gathers XCOM 2 and all its affiliated expansions into one box. I'm not a big XCOM guy, but Switch would be the place I would want to play it if I were to pick it up. Borderlands, Bioshock, and XCOM are all 2K published games, making today basically 2K day for the Switch. And it's worth noting that all these games are huge files. You will basically need additional memory space if you're going to play any of them. And it sounds like even if you buy the physical versions, you should be ready for some hefty downloads. One other thing worth noting, all the games can be purchased individually. So if you only want to play like Bioshock 2, for example, you can buy that game individually from the eShop. You don't have to buy the whole collection. That's it for gaming news today. I'm really looking at that Bioshock collection on the eShop. I have played all the Bioshock games, but I'm really finding myself wanting to try out all that DLC I missed, especially considering that they probably wouldn't be huge time commitments. I feel like I could get through all the DLC I missed in a pretty reasonable amount of time, so I might have to grab that. It's a small thing that I didn't think was worth a full segment, but the PlayStation blog has set up a subsection of the site for PS5 news. It doesn't really mean much, just that the site is ramping up for the new console, which isn't surprising in the least, but, you know, it is exciting. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I'm playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. 
I will talk to you more about video games on Monday.